If you and I have not met, let me introduce myself. I am Jennifer Roth. I'm the uh, pastor of women's ministries here at Salem Alliance, and I've been doing that for about six years, heading into my seventh year here. So grateful to have you all here this morning at the gathering. And one of the things I love about the gathering is that as it is an event for all the women of the church that happens at the time when we have our children's program for Hearts at Home, I love having all the generations here together and the, uh, the moms that are part of Hearts at Home. You guys had a great launch last week. Really glad to have you here again this morning. Thanks for just being a community together. Like Annie said, this has grown into a community of women here at Salem Alliance that is a really rich and special place to be together. So glad we're here. We are talking this year about beyond, and some of you are like, so Buzz Lightyear? Nope, not Buzz Lightyear, not even Star Trek. Um, but this idea of we have a certain life that we live, and there are times and seasons when God calls us beyond perhaps our understanding, or beyond our experience, or beyond our comfort zone, and we want to talk this year about how does God meet us in those places? How does he move us from where we're stuck to the places that he is calling us? So the whole thing started when uh, Annie and I were having a conversation about the phrase that she had heard that said, um, beyond fear is freedom. And so we were kind of thinking about a year that we would say beyond blank is freedom. And we thought, well, actually with God, beyond blank could be all sorts of things. And it just kind of got shortened down to beyond. When we are beyond ourselves, how does God meet us in those places? So as we launch the series this um, year, what I, this morning, what I want to do is kind of go back to my grade school roots. Um, I don't know how many of you know that, but I was actually an elementary school teacher before I had my own kids. So it almost feels like a previous life, although that's not the theology I believe in. Um, so I'm going to grab my whiteboard. And while I grab my whiteboard and get it set up, I'm going to ask Annie to grab the papers from the back. And you're going to get a little piece of paper that just simply has a circle on it. So just hang on to it and I'll tell you what we're going to do with it later, okay? So on the paper that you may or may not have yet, and you don't have to do anything with yet, there's just simply a circle. And here's what, here's what the circle represents today. The circle represents you and I and everything that we know, experience, our relationships, Anything about us, our personality, this is the sum total of our life and our experience where we live. So in the circle is who you and I are, right? And outside the circle would be then the unknown, the things we haven't experienced yet, the things we're going to grow into, the beyond, <laughs> It's beyond us. It's beyond what we have experienced before. It's beyond our knowledge. It's beyond, okay? So inside the circle is you and I, and outside the circle is what we're talking about, this beyond. What does it look like to be beyond ourselves? The thing is with these circles, when we're little, our circle is really pretty little. If you think about some of the babies that you're holding in your arms right now, they don't have much knowledge yet. They don't have much experience yet. They certainly have a feeling and a place of comfort. That's something else that I want to point out. This circle is really where our comfort is. It's the things that we're comfortable with that we feel like we're capable in. Okay, so 
I think little ones really have a place of comfort, but as they grow, it's really, really natural then for the circle to expand. As these babies get older and they learn to walk and they start learning some words and they begin to interact with other kids and they understand what no means and they understand what bite feels like and their circles are expanding and some of the ways that they expand are positive and some of the ways that they expand are negative, but that's life, right? And as they get to elementary school and now they've got to learn and whether they love learning or learning is forced on them, their circle is expanding. And there's this, um, there's this rapid growth rate as a youngster, and then it kind of levels off a little bit, right? So, so we have high school, and then you go to college, and you move out, and you, there's all this new stuff, and, and you're learning how to be an adult, and you're learning how to build relationships, and maybe you're deciding who you're going to marry, or you're deciding your career, and you're making choices that are so far beyond what you've ever done before, and it's like your world is expanding so fast, and, and then maybe you get that job, and you become very comfortable in that job, and you, you get to this place where you have your job, and if you've married, you have your family, and and you have your church, and you have your community, and what happens is we get to this place where the expanding isn't happening naturally anymore. You're not going to school, you're not, you, you have experienced what it means to become an adult, and this leveling off happens where, where it's not quite the rapid growth pace of our youth. And what can happen in our lives is we can actually start to decline. It can actually happen that our circle starts to get smaller and smaller and smaller because, well, we found what we're comfortable with and, and we've got our people and, and we know the way this works. So this is just how I'm going to keep doing this. And we begin to shrivel and we don't even realize it. We don't realize that we're not looking beyond anymore. We're kind of looking inside. It's kind of an implosion at times, even, even emotional health or this kind of a thing. If we just look inside, we, we spiral inward and there's this implosion in here where we're just kind of stuck inside because we've forgotten the journey that we were on in our younger life of what it meant to be looking beyond on a regular basis, to be looking out there where there are things that I haven't achieved yet or things I haven't learned yet or things I'd love to try or, or maybe it's emotional health and, and we've gotten stuck some way in the ways that we process or the relationships that we're in and we don't remember what it's like to have a new relationship or, or to challenge ourselves to, to interact with somebody in a different way. And here's, here's what I want us to talk about through the year. I understand that it is very natural for there to be a really rapid growth rate as we're younger and for that to level off in adulthood, that makes sense. But I would love to invite us to be people who would take an honest enough look at ourselves that we would look to see this continuing to look up and to reach to different places and not declining into this place where we're kind of stuck. Does that make sense? Okay. So this morning as we talk about this, I actually want to go back and forth with you guys with discussion quite a bit. I would like for you guys to talk about some things at your tables, and then I'm going to have you give me feedback back up here about what you talked about at your tables. But here's the ground rule I need to lay down. This group on Thursday morning, one of the best things about it is how much you guys like each other. And one of the best things about it is when we let you guys talk during the picture exercise, Two of us in different conversations said, I just love hearing the laughter in the room. It's the best thing about the room. You guys are not good at paying attention back up here when it's time to stop talking. I'm just going to put it out there, okay? So many good qualities we can overlook this one. But today, could you guys practice? Because I want to go back and forth with you a bunch. So today, can you guys practice talking when it's time to talk and coming back up here when it's time to be back up here, okay? Deal? Okay. 
Here's the first question at your tables. In this whole dynamic of this circle that is us and this outside the circle that is beyond, what are the experience or things in your life that have been times when you have been pushed beyond? What are the things that have moved you from where you have been to the next stage, to that next expanded place, something that has brought you into a place that was beyond where you had been before, whether that's understanding, experience, challenge, pain, what it might be. You guys talk about that, brainstorm that at your table, share some experience, and in about five to 10, probably closer to five, because we have several of these I want to do. So if you're at a table with like nine or 10 people, would you maybe even bring it down to four or five per conversation so that everybody gets a chance to share their idea before I pull you back up here, okay? What are the things in life that have pushed you beyond and you have about five minutes? Okay, I'm going to have you call out some of the things from out there. What are some of the ways that you have been pushed beyond in your life? What are some of your experiences? What's moving? You know, that's interesting. That was the first one called out last night too. Moving must be especially traumatic. What else? What's that? Child with a disability. Yeah. I heard parenting, and I heard divorce, and I heard job loss. Yep, heard cancer, and can I just kind of tack that on health? Health issues. What else? Losing a spouse. Yep, I am going to tack that on there. So loss and grief. Okay. Empty nest, says my mother. You guys did all know that, didn't you? I love my mother. <laughs> that one was really hard, wasn't it, Mom? <laughs> yes, Valanda. Uh huh. Back to school. Okay, direction changing in life. Yeah, so can I put, can I put caregiving? Yeah. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get dementia up here. Uh, if you didn't hear, she said parent with dementia. What else? <laughs> we'll put that with parenting. And I will not give you an amen because this will be on podcast. Okay. Yeah, Cindy. Yeah. So she said, becoming a step parent. And I'm going to put with that blended families. Just. Okay. Retirement. Retirement. Marriage. Marriage. That certainly does push you into the beyond. Yeah, over here. Okay, so what she said was a transition from career to stay-at-home mom. 
okay? And might I add the transition back from stay-at-home mom back to a career? Yeah, over here. Tell me again. Thank you. Yeah. Yep. So loss here, young age. Yep. Okay. Couple things I want to point out about our list. And I know the list could go on and on and on because when we really start talking about what moves us to the beyond, it's life. It's the experiences, the relationships, the conflicts. But what I want to point out about this is that some of these things are our choice. Moving, uh, back to school at middle age, marriage, um, that kind of thing. They're our choice. They're things that we looked at, we counted the cost, and we move forward with that, right? Some of them are things that are done to us. The loss of a spouse, or maybe this direction change wasn't something that you had a choice in. <clears throat> the emptiness, this happens naturally. Some of them are more traumatic, and some of them are more just the routine of life. Some would be, if we made a column, some would be in the positive column, and some would be in the negative column. So it's not like this, this journey of expanding, this looking beyond is always negative or always positive. Matter of fact, let's just pause here for a second. I'm going to ask for a show of hands. How many of you, when you hear the word beyond and something that would get you outside of your comfort zone and outside of your experience and kind of a challenge, would you be like, I am all in. I love that. I love moving forward. That's me. I'm, I'm there for it. Okay. I'm seeing some hands. How many of you, when you hear that are like, I kind of like my circle. It's kind of cozy. I really like to know what's going on. I like to know how it feels. I'm, I'm much more comfortable being within the realms of what I already know. <clears throat> Okay, yeah, so part of this is definitely our personality, how we approach this idea of what does it look like to move beyond ourselves and beyond where we've been before, to answer God's call, to maybe lean into a situation that we didn't look for, but God can redeem it, and how will we lean into it, or to answer his call to something that he's called on our life, like going back to school at middle age and go, okay, I'm going to try this. We all approach that differently. It's not the same in any head that's sitting in this room or heart that's sitting in this room. And so as we go through this this year, there could be months that you're like, oh, I do not love what they're talking about. And, and then somebody else could be sitting in the same room going, this is exactly what I needed to hear. This, I needed to be pushed. But our heart is that we would continue to be women who have ears open to the Lord and leaning into him for what he's calling us to. Was there not a stand there? There it is. I was like, I thought I had a Bible and I am losing it. Couple things before we move on to the next table question. If you're wondering what you're doing with this, you are welcome to take notes on it. There is a response thing at the end with it and you can scribble wherever you want, but that's why you have it and it will come back around later, okay? I wanna read a verse to us. Joshua 1.9, have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified, do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. So friends, whenever we are being led into that beyond, whatever that beyond looks like in your life, God is already there ahead of you. God already saw that that's where you were going to go. God knew, God knew about the job that would be lost. God knew about the parent who would have dementia. God knew about 
the challenge of going back to school. God knew those things before you. He is ahead of you in this. And when you are challenged, pushed, called, dropped into the beyond, God is already there ahead of you. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. So here's our next question. Sometimes on this journey of life, as we move from experience to experience, as we learn new things, as, as our roots deepen and perhaps spiritually we're growing deeper, we sometimes run into a place where we find that the walls of our circle have grown very thick and they've actually become rigid and we're actually stuck. There's actually something in the way of us moving forward into that beyond. There's something that is sometimes even irrationally so. You and I don't even understand it. We go, I don't understand why five years ago I felt close to God and I loved doing my devotions and I loved listening to worship music and now none of that really sparks my heart and I just feel dull and I don't know why and I don't know how to move from this place. And I'd love to continue expanding my circle and moving into the beyond, but I just don't have the energy or I don't have the know-how or we're stuck. And, and what's happened is there are bricks in this wall made up of various things that have made it rigid and we're not growing, we're not moving, or perhaps some of the circle is expanding, but other places are really staying stuck. And what I want us to talk about at our table right now is what are the things that get us stuck? What are these bricks made up of that make this wall become rigid where we can't look at the beyond for whatever reason? That's what I want you guys to talk about. What are the reasons that we get stuck on this journey? Does that make sense? Okay, so at your tables, how do we get stuck? Why do we get stuck? What are the things that cause us to be stuck along the way? And again, about five minutes. Okay, where are the places where we get stuck? Yell it out loud and I'll hear you. Fear. We get stuck with fear. That was the first one yelled out last night too. What do you know? What else? What was that? No energy. Trust. Comparison. Did you hear the groans with you on that one? Boy, do we know it. What else? Control. As in, you and I don't get to be in control as much as we think we'd like to be. Anxiety. I'll tell you what, that's been a big one in my life. Anxiety. Distracted. Influences. Okay. Lies. Betrayal. Does that play back in then to trust? Perhaps. Alone. At night. Shame. Guilt. These things that paralyze us. Busy. 
Yes. Yeah, so I'm going to summarize that misplaced identity. I think um, that can happen in so many ways. Your example was our behavior. Perhaps it's in our relative's behavior or our job success. There's, there's lots of places where we can misplace our identity when it needs to be rooted in who God is. Something else? Holding on to past and pain. Pain and holding on to past. Ah, assumptions. We know what happens when you assume. Assumptions and expectations. Okay. It's a pretty big list, isn't it? And again, we probably have only just got the tip of the iceberg here of the variety of things that can cause us to be stuck and not want to go beyond because it's not safe. Because we've had some experience that we got burned and we know that when we reach that direction, it's hot and it burns and we know don't go there. And we have internal reactions and we learn how to work around this brick, but the brick isn't moving and it's really blocking us. It really is keeping us from moving where God would call us to move. I wanna share a verse with us on this one as well. John chapter 16, verse 33. Jesus is talking to his disciples and he's wrapping up some of his teaching and he says this, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. In this world you will. It doesn't say you might. It says you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. This phrase, take heart, has really gripped me recently. And so I looked at it a little bit, um, a little bit closer. And, and it's this phrase that means, let courage rise in you. Let God bolster you from the inside. Take heart. Be of good courage. Because Jesus has already acted on your behalf in all of these places. And if we are honest, the reason we get stuck is because The reason I get stuck is because I believe it's my responsibility to fix me and to fix this. And so if somebody else has lied to me, I got to fix that. And I've got to fix my response to the lie. And if somebody else has, if I feel shame about something, I've got to get to the place where I don't feel shame. I've got to take care of me. And friends, I do not want you to hear this morning that it is your job to go and expand yourself. It is not your job to go and expand yourself. It is our job to maintain a posture where God can transform us and to be in a place of taking heart, even when we are living in the midst of the trouble that is this world, will we be able to maintain a posture of allowing God to bolster us from the inside, allowing courage to rise so that we can live into the beyond that he has prepared for us, that he is already in and ready and waiting for us, so that we're not stuck. This posture 
This posture of believing the Joshua 1-9 passage that Jesus is with us, leaning into him, seeking him, knowing his word, listening to his spirit. And this posture of taking heart, letting courage rise, letting God bolster us with no shame. Can I just say that in my experience, when I have become aware of something in my life that is making me stuck, when God has begun to gently point out a place that I am stuck, the enemy is right on his heels with shame. And aren't you so stupid for not seeing this sooner? And can you even believe that you've been a Christian for this long and you are stuck there? What a loser you are, Jennifer. I mean, the tapes are pretty constant. And so how do we allow the Holy Spirit to convict us and to challenge us and to call us a little bit higher or deeper or somewhere out of our comfort zone without listening to the lies of the enemy? And I would say one of the tools I've learned from a couple spiritual mentors I really respect is something that they call gentle noticing. Can we learn to be kind to ourselves and notice what God is showing us without allowing the enemy to piggyback in on that with shame? And when we recognize the shame that's coming in to say, nope, I realize that God has just highlighted whatever it might be, and I'm going to let God, I'm entrusting myself to God, and I don't have to fix me. If God is showing me this truth, he will lead me on. What does Philippians 1, 6 say? That he who begins a good work in you will be faithful to complete it. So when God brings something to mind, it's because he has an intention to transform you and bring you into that beyond, to expand you beyond where you have been before. And it's not just so that you can fix it. He's just showing you what he's doing. So can we receive that with no shame? Okay, last questions at your table this morning. How then, in view of the ways that we can move beyond and the things in life, the experiences that move us there, and the things in life that keep us stuck, how have you seen God meet you in those places? How has God met you in the places where you've been stuck? How has God moved you through some of those places? How has he grown you when the process was one of the more difficult ones? Where have you seen God at work in this whole idea of living a life that's open to what's beyond where we already are? How have you seen God work? Share that again, five minutes, and we'll share back up here. Okay. What are some ways that you have seen God at work? How has he met you in these places? Prayer. That was also first on the list last night. We think a lot alike, don't we? What else? How has God met you and helped move you through these places? Relationships and healing. I think I heard another one, but I didn't quite hear what it was. Scripture. Songs. Sure. Servants. As in, oh, sermons. Sermons. As in those people who preach. Yeah. Could I put a slash with that? Maybe not words in your mouth, but words in mine and call that community. What was that? Worship. Faith. Say it again. 
I'm hearing tension, but not the, because what it sounds like you're saying is breed, breeding tension, and I don't think that's what you're saying. And then it moves you through. Yep, I do. So she was saying creating tension, and that that is something that God has used to move her um, past the place where she was stuck. Thank you. Being vulnerable, losing your ego, lose ego, vulnerability, life experience. For me, for me, I would put up here professional therapy. It's one of the things that's been really big in my life to get me unstuck. With no shame, I say I love my counselor. And I think there was one other one while I was talking about that. Hope? Yeah. That is a great one. Serve others. It's a way to move past where we're personally stuck. Purpose. purpose. When we have a sense of purpose, it gets us unstuck. God gives us that purpose. Surrender. surrender. So if control was on what gets us stuck, surrender. So here's something I want to point out about that. On several of these places where we're stuck, like surrender and control, there's an opposite. So sometimes the way that God moves us past where we're stuck is to remind us of the opposite. The opposite. Sometimes we say functioning in the opposite spirit. So if fear is one of the places we're stuck, what's an opposite of that? Trust, courage, confidence, freedom. And when we're able to grasp what's the opposite of what's going on here, I am stuck because of control and I am going to have to surrender. That's actually a really great exercise. When you recognize where you're stuck, to stop and ask God, okay, God, what's the opposite spirit here? There is a spirit of jealousy at work in my life. God, what would you have at work in my life? How can I be generous? How can I rejoice with those who rejoice? How could I be humble in this situation? Inviting God to reveal to us what the opposites are. I want to share um, one more verse here with us as we wrap up and turn back towards worship. This one is from Hebrews 12. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who, for the joy set before him, endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Friends, when you sense that you're stuck, or when you sense that God is, is moving you beyond, or when something has just happened in your life that has absolutely catapulted you beyond when you didn't want to be there, consider Jesus so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. How do we maintain this posture that is open to God's transforming grace in our lives as we move beyond ourselves, as we go deeper than we've been before, as we look maybe with a more honest look at ourselves than we've been before, than we've looked before? We lean into him in his presence. We let courage rise in us with no shame at what we're seeing. And we lean into the community of believers 
There's such a great crowd of witnesses. Isn't it encouraging just to hear other people simply recount in one or two word phrases how God has met and healed and given hope and moved past? Because here's what happens, ladies. You and I are just one circle. And left to ourselves, we got to just kind of, our expansion, our beyond is all just about us and God. But when we do life in community, we actually overlap with the circles of others. And our stories transform each other and our influence on others. And some of those things that maybe I didn't know before, there was a knowledge that was missing from inside my circle, but you shared it with me when we had lunch together. Or the the conversation around the table today, there was some aha that was like, I haven't seen it that way before. I haven't thought of it that way before. And you are being expanded because you are in community. All you did was show up and you have a little bit more experience and a little bit more relationship and a little bit more knowledge than you had before you came this morning. That is what going beyond is. So whether it continues to be here for you on a monthly basis or if there is somewhere else, lean into community to maintain that posture of being ready and prepared to God to work his transforming grace of beyond in your life. I'm going to invite the worship team to come up. And the little paper that you have, whether you've already scribbled all over it or not, you don't have to use that exact paper. Here's what I would invite you to do as we worship and respond to God's message to us today. Is would you spend a little bit of time examining your heart, your life, your circumstances, and talking to God about where are some places that you already know are beyond right now? Right now in your life, where is God already at work in things that you are being challenged to or invited to or thrust into or a loss? Something that you are being, you are being pushed and just acknowledging this is the beyond that God is talking with me about. 